On this episode of High Fives with Blake and Eric, we count down our top five favorite things at E3 2015. The hype is real, everybody. <laughs> I like that. That's good. So it's been a while since we did this. Has it? It has. Oh, I don't. I I'm like a dog. I can't really um, tell the passage of time. You know how uh, like when you leave and then come back in five minutes later, they're still like just as super excited as if you left for like two days. That's true. They, so that, that's that's kind of how I live my life. So every time we sign off, you think I'm leaving you forever? Yes. Oh. That's kind of weird. It's a little sad, but it makes when we get back together that much more, you know, exciting and um, joyous. Yeah, you sound like a puppy. You sound exactly like a puppy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I've been working on it for a while. A um, couple of business things, business things, before business. we get started. I wanted to shout out uh, Nashcast and another show that gave us a shout out called Save It For The Show. And those are like the two podcasts that I make sure to listen to religiously. Okay. The rest of the podcasts so you- I listen to, I can kind of miss an episode or two, but those two I make sure to hit on all the time. Hit on, huh? Well, you know what I mean. Buy him a drink in the club. Yeah, those podcasts... <laughs> I have sex with their podcasts is what I'm trying to say. Or, or at least you're trying to. Not the hosts. Know. Not the hosts. Just the, the podcasts themselves. themselves. Yes. So you should probably listen to them. To all 14 of our listeners should probably go listen to them. Still only have 14? We're like I, locked in I, at 14? I can't imagine that we have any more. It's like a rotating 14. I think well, we have like it. three solid listeners. And then like, you know, just random people pick up on the show and... And go, nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Listen to a whole two minutes and they're like, I'm done with this. Mm-mm. No, thanks. <laughs> so how are you, so, sir? Any any news um, you want to give to the people, to our fans, to our listeners? Well, I am what seems to be possibly days away, maybe a week or so from being a father. Oh. Yeah. Like, I'm already at stepfather level. Yep, right. I have a 13-year-old stepson named Carter Eckblad. He's a pretty badass kid. <laughs> but um, this is the first time I'll actually have, like, a little baby dependent on me for survival. So that's... Scary. That's scary. exciting. Oh, I was going to say go with exciting. It is exciting. If you, if you want to say scary, go ahead. Well, it's I'm scary. Gonna... It's exciting for you, scary from the kid's point of view. Yeah, I'd be scared. <laughs> like, I'd look up. Like, just fresh into the world, look up and see this bearded man staring down at me and being like, oh, crap. How's this going to go? And it's probably going to go pretty well, knowing you. Probably. I think so. I'm, not so much from my perspective, but... Well, you've uh, got Kayla, who's yeah, got done Kayla. it before. She's, so. she's pretty awesome, Mom. So you can go I'm to her with de- all your questions. Yeah, I'm going to... So many questions. I'm going <laughs> to defer to her, like, nine... Out of, I don't know, all the time. She'll probably get annoyed. Like, did I just hold the baby by the head? Is that how it's supposed to work? Like a palming a basketball? Or do I, 
I'm a basketball or do I just hold it from the ankles upside down? <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's dirty. Do I shake it by the ankles until all the dirt comes off? Like a rug? <laughs> that. I don't think so. I made that joke the other day about my kid because we got her a sandbox. And she, of course, she, you know, anytime we open that thing up, she's covered in sand in a, in a moment. So it's just like, well, you just grab her by the ankles and give it a couple of snaps. All that sand will come right off. I can't imagine that would end well. You know, and I'm pretty sure the kid would stay dirty, too. So, <laughs> so not the best idea is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. It's a lose-lose situation. Nothing is accomplished. So I hear you've been playing this awful game called Batman Arkham Knights. Oh, yes. It's been terrible. Well, first, um, I don't think... I think the last time we did a show, we were gearing up for Mortal Kombat. Like, that hadn't it's even true. come out yet. That's true. So maybe we should kind of talk about that, because we had, like, two shows dedicated to it. Well, it's true. We did, didn't we? And um, then just nothing. Yeah. Well, it was a good game. Moving on. It, it is a good <laughs> game. Um, I suck. At, I don't know if it's just my internet connection is always laggy, or I just suck um, against uh, human competitors, but I cannot play online, like, at all. Like, I played you, like, four times in a row one night, lost every single one. And I think I've tried to play two or three just random people online, and I've I almost won one round, not even a match. I almost won one round. Jeez. And yeah, I don't know what it is. Like playing the computer on normal, like I can go through a tower without a problem. Like I won't lose, like I won't even lose a round doing that, and I'll go undefeated the whole time. But. I don't know. I, I know it's completely got to change your mindset when you're going up against like a an actual person. It's like you got to block a lot more. I find. Yeah, but you lose all the time, so <laughs> your findings yeah, are kind of flawed. What do I know? Well, I don't block. That's the thing. I'm so used to just going like full force straight ahead it's against true. the computer, and uh, you got to be smarter. Um, against the human competitor and that's my downfall is being smarter because that's yep exactly that's just not something i do yeah i was gonna say it but i, I thought it'll let you say it instead so we both love mortal Kombat. the fatalities are freaking awesome right i actually uh like the brutalities more that's where we differ you still like the classic fatalities and the the, the cinematic seco with that the, right the, the grandeur yeah like the brutal like the fatalities like they get like up in the details and like you can see like brain matter or you know just the blood and in entrails Intest and all that stuff entrails intestines organs yeah you see all that stuff the brutalities it's like you pull off a combo and then at the end like their head explodes which is cool and i think that the brutalities obviously require more skill so you feel more accomplished when you do them Right. But the fatalities, I think, are cooler. Yeah, I don't know. Just some, you know, fatalities just by design are kind of ridiculous. Like some, some of them are are, are cool, obviously, but um, some of them I think are just stupid. Like everybody is, like, loves Cassie Cage's selfie fatality. Right. I think it's okay. <laughs> like, for one, like they, she knocks their jaw off. Um, which looks like it hurts, but I don't think it would kill you, and they look like they're dead. I don't know. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I think if you got hit so hard your jaw flew off your body, 
You would die. Well, it didn't fly off the body. Just one side came unhinged and it dangles there. I think you'd survive that. I think if you were in, like, say, a car accident and, like, you just got hit in the, Like, granted, you will be knocked out. I'm not saying like, you'll just... <laughs> Not saying you'll like hold your jaw in your hand and be like, "Well, this is my life now." Like, no, <laughs> I, I think you can come back from that. Is what I'm saying. Mm, maybe. Well, clearly, I'm... we need to look into this. <laughs> this is important. That's this um, is the, these are the important questions we're asking. Right, it's very important. Um, so we both got through the story. Um, what did you think of it? Um, I really liked it. Um, I liked that it started off. Like, the only thing I really had an issue with it was the time travel aspect. Not the time travel aspect, but the, the way they jumped ahead and back in the right. timeline. You really got to pay attention to those little, like, five years earlier things. Yeah. And you've got to, like, remember which when this fight happened, according to the story, and then when this right. this is going on. And um, But I, I, I did like the story. Um, I don't like that it all takes place, like, as the good side, I feel like I'd like to play as the bad guys in the story. Right. But like, I, I can't remember if you did that at all in Mortal Kombat 9, which was their... I don't know. I guess Mortal Kombat 8 was the first one where they did the story like that. That was uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Right. But, um, I liked that they made Johnny Cage sort of like the star, or, or at least one of, like, the main stars of it, um, I think, for a long time. Like, he's been in it, in Mortal Kombat, since, like, the first one, and I think he just missed one or two uh, main games. Um, but I think he's always been treated as sort of a joke, because he's, you know, this goofy Hollywood actor, stuntman, whatever. Uh, but in this game, like, sort of make him a badass, a goofy badass, Mind you, but but um, goofy, <laughs> yeah, and a badass. Uh, he's he's becoming one of my favorite, if not, if not my favorite characters. Um, maybe not as, maybe not to play as, but um, just as a character, he's probably right up there. So now this this other game that we've been playing, this Batman game, also a WB Games joint. Yes, Warner, Warner Brothers is killing it right now. Yeah, they also came out with Shadow of Mordor, which was awesome last year. Um, but if you're going to try and say that Shadow of Mordor is better than any of the Arkham games, that's just irresponsible. Irresponsible and stupid. Yeah, just... It's stupid and irresponsible, and I like you less, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I agree. There's um, not, I don't think there's a single aspect of Shadow of Mordor that I liked better than, than, I liked better than Batman. Like, it was fun, but I feel like it was sort of like a prototype of a game. Like, there's not, like, the systems aren't implemented super great. There's, the story is really kind of not even there. Um, I don't, collect- I, I don't understand upgrading your knife and upgrading your bow. Like, it, yeah, it makes it sense in the story, but it's like, really? Like, I'm upgrading my dagger and I'm upgrading my sword? <laughs> I don't even think, like... I know it's been a while since I played it, but I I don't remember like getting the upgrades for the daggers all that um, useful. Like I don't know, and like all the sort of like buffs that you put on. I forget what they call them. Yeah. In the game, but like you can apply like five different stones or whatever to each of your weapons. A lot. I found a lot of those to be pointless. Like. 
I'd unlock a skill where it's like you you gain all your focus back for doing like headshots or something and then there'll be a stone that says increase damage to headshots but like headshots are like one hit kills anyway so i didn't yeah i don't know yeah a lot of them are bad you got and like the way that you're supposed to get them is you're supposed to like create bigger bad guys by like intimidating captains and threatening and doing all sorts of stuff and then like i think you're also supposed to let some of them kill you because they get more powerful when they kill you. Yeah, so. or you can, or it's all with the nemesis system. Like you can build up chiefs to take on like uh, different chiefs and like pick who you want to have win. Yep. And so if you always have one person win that duel, he will continue to level up and become stronger. And then when he finally reaches like level twenty or level thirty, whatever it is, then you then you go take him on. And uh, when you kill him. Uh, Bob's your uncle. You get a, a shiny new little, whatever they call him. I don't know. Yeah, a new rune. Yeah, there you go. It was a rune. Good call. So yeah, um, yeah. It's Back it's a lot Batman. of it's it's way too much work, I think. But yeah. So now Batman is the game we're playing. And a lot, a lot. I've been playing it a lot. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a great game. I don't. You know, there's been a lot of criticism. All right. Don't do that again, okay? I'm going to do it one more time. All right, one more time. Awesome! Okay. So there's been a lot of criticism about the Batmobile um, and how it nearly ruins the game for a lot of people. But I have no idea what people are talking about. Because even if it's not... I'm not going to say it's the reason why I go play Arkham games to drive around. Because it's not. But I find it, you know, plenty enjoyable. Like, I like it. I like that stuff. I like it a lot. I think it's a lot of fun to play in the Batmobile. And there has been people saying that... Uh, flying around and gliding is a faster way to get around places than to drive your car. That's not true either, because there are uh, Riddler trophies that task you from getting from point A to point B in like 20, 30, 40 seconds. And I have tried to just kind of launch myself into the air and glide down there. Impossible a lot of the time. But hop in your car, you can get there, you know, and get the trophy. It's easy so, to get from one island to the other faster. Yeah, like you, you can, can get around faster. Across, but you can't. It's it's easier to get from one island to the other gliding. Yeah, but you won't get there in a... Um, I don't think you get there faster, though. I think I, it's faster I think you do, because you don't have to like go find a, a, a bridge and go across the bridge. You can just go straight across. Well, yeah, but if you set your waypoint there, you always have that little line on the road telling you where to go. Then you just... I, I, find it, I find it faster to glide myself. Well, I find you to be incorrect because I have tested this out. Well, when I get to that point, I will test it out as well and see if I, if right, I can do it. All right, fine. Let's not end the show over this. <laughs> this is, we're fighting now. <laughs> um, so Batmobile is fine. I say don't let that deter you from trying the game out. You know, like I need to tell people to try it out because you either like Batman and are going to play the game or you don't. And you're wrong. And you won't. Yeah, and you're wrong. <laughs> um, so I'm about, I'd say about 80 
percent, maybe a little over eighty percent of the story done, and most of the side missions. And yes, I am going after all of the Riddler trophies. That is another big criticism that people are annoyed about. But I have always, always find a lot of enjoyment out of tracking those things down. Um, I was listening to the Nash cast, and I heard that there's a separate ending for getting all the, right. all the for one hundred percenting the game. Yeah, I have heard that like you finish the game when it sort of ends it there and you kind of get your resolution to the story. And then you have to track all of the uh, things, all the trophies and whatnot down. Then you get another ending and then there's credits and then you see another thing. I don't know. I, I heard there's like three sort of kind of endings. Gotcha. But... And by the way, we're not going to spoil anything in the game. No. So... That if you're if you're wondering if you should keep listening, you can because I hate it when I'm wa- listening to a podcast or watching something, and they're like, "Oh, spoilers! We're gonna we're gonna ruin the game." I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna turn it off then because yeah. I'm not gonna listen to the rest of this." Or you can do what happened to me, where I was listening to the Giant Bomb cast and Jason A. Stryker. God bless him! Like he wasn't <laughs> trying to spoil anything, but he just uh, sort of made two sort of hints or. Not even hints, but just comments while trying not to be uh, spoilery. But because I'm like halfway into the game, like I can just piece together like everything that's happened. I'm like, oh, okay. So now I know two of the big things that are going to happen. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So like neither neither of them have happened yet, but they're bound to. So should we get into the high fives then? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, let's we, rock it out. We, we talked about video games, so we should maybe get into our high fives, which is. About video games. It's more video game stuff. So, so if you don't like video games, why are you listening? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I it's mean, ridiculous if you don't that you've know waited by this now. long. Yeah. We're listed as a video game-centric podcast on which iTunes. Isn't, which isn't necessarily always true, but... It's as good a category as any. Right. Like, what am I supposed to do? Comedy? Like, we're funny? That's like, not... I, we talk comedy. about video games more often than we're funny. Especially if we're trying to be funny... That doesn't work out for anybody. Exactly. So let's move on. We'll get into the high fives here in just a minute. Um, until then, uh, just stick around, I guess. Yeah, just hold on. Like, what do you got to do? Nothing. You got no- Just sit there. You got nothing going on in your life and you know it. So now sit back and wait for the high fives list. It's going to be like 30 seconds, a minute at best. You can deal. Hey, guys. It's Eric here. Do you want to get in touch with Blake and me? Well, you can. On Twitter, reach us at High Fives Podcast. You can send us an email at high underscore fives at outlook.com. You can check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash high fives. Or just check out our website at highfivespodcast.com. All right, we're back. It didn't, hey! it didn't take long. Are you, are you done complaining now about having to wait? Did you survive? This is where our advertisers will go when we get them. Because, hey, they're lining up to, to advertise on this show. I bet they, if they want to advertise, I bet they want to, um, us to have a show more than once every full moon cycle. Um, Cambria Wines followed our Twitter account. And I told them, hey, you should sponsor one of the shows. We could expose you to up to 14 listeners. <laughs> I bet they jumped all over that. They uh, they haven't responded yet, but I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm waiting for the contract in the mail. 
I, I did sign us up for possible advertisers in the future. So if that happens, we might have to like make time to record this more regularly. Yeah. So I'll be, I'd be all about that. I like talking to you. I like talking to you too. It's just it's a matter of getting to talk to you because like you work nights sometimes and I work the same schedule all the time. But right. then it's like I've got a kid and I can't do it from like when I get home until at least nine o'clock and it's a well, hassle may- sometimes. Hopefully someday I'll have like a steady day job. Literally days. That would be beautiful. Like, I, I I applied for something recently but it was like uh about two weeks ago still haven't heard back um just put in my resume so i don't know how long you know they're gonna take resumes before they get a hold of people but yeah that's always the thing it's like you don't know how long you're supposed to wait until they call but anyway right yeah well let's get into things people actually care about all right so what is our high five this week blake well well, i don't know if uh, you or the listeners know but there was a convention, a video game centric convention, convention. Yeah, that that took place recently. It's kind of a small little thing. I don't know if you you know what you've heard of it, but E three. E three is that like um, three Eric's? I think so. It's is that, Eric is that with what? the <laughs> it, it's Eric with the C, Eric with the K, and Eric with the C K, and they just hang out. Interesting. And they, they just convent about video games. Yeah. I uh, guess that's what we're going <laughs> with. No, of course it's the Electronic Expo. Yes. So um, we're going to go over our high five things about the uh, this year's convention. We haven't, we've talked about it a little bit, but let's get into our high five. So do you want to start or should I start? We go through well, this first- every week. First, I want, I want to, I want to, I want to just throw out my honorable mention. Okay, honorable mentions that, that, that I didn't feel like putting on my list because I don't know. Uh, but the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake that uh, uh, Sony teased during their um, conference, I'm sort of like I was a big fan of Final Fantasy VII when it came out on the PlayStation. It was my very first. Uh, RPG that I ever played and I think a lot of listeners out there all 14 of you probably if you like video games at all and then if you like RPG games so maybe two of the listeners out there have played Final Fantasy 7 um, it's one of the more popular games out there and fans have been asking for a remake for quite a long time and I'm just excited to check it out uh, there's been a lot of people arguing whether they should change a lot of it or keep it exactly the same just when, with heightened graphics I frankly don't care. I'm going to give it a try either way. I could see cases for both um, uh, gameplay decisions or ideologies or whatever you want to call it. But it's something I'm I'm tentatively excited for. Like, it's not at the top of my list, but I plan on checking it out when it comes out in, like, 2020. Sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to start with my list, I think. Just looking looking at what we got here. So um, this game I'm excited for and kind of not excited for at the same time. So it's a little weird, but um, it was the gameplay that I'll just tell you. It's The Division. It was a weaponized virus. One by one, we began to fall. 
people started tearing each other apart until society as we knew it collapsed. There's an ordinary um, watching so, the demo so wait, was wait. really cool. I thought, yeah. Wait, so your number five is the division. Yes. And your opinion on it is sort of divided. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. You did good, Blake. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was watching the gameplay and I really liked how like the the story seems cool to me. Um, the gameplay looks awesome. The one thing that really scares me about it is in the gameplay that they had, they had one of their team ended up killing both of the other two members of his team and taking all their loot. So I am not a fan of like having to watch my back against my own team. So that's kind of scary. Um, especially when like with our team, like if we were, if all my friends that played games were to get this, um, I know one guy, Andy Slater, that would probably always try to kill everybody and take their loot at the end. (laughs) And then giggle like a jackass the whole time. You and I would be cursing him out and hating him. And he'd be like, what? It's part of the game. It's built in. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean you're not a dick. (laughs) So I'm excited for it. I I heard that a lot of people were disappointed because it was supposed to look a lot better than it ended up looking. Yeah. Um, I, I heard people. I didn't see it, but I've heard about people seeing a trailer for gameplay that looked just phenomenal. And then basically they admitted that they were trying to be too ambitious. And so they had to scale back some and people were really pissed off about that. It's like every game ever, especially Ubisoft, because Ubisoft was the one who put out the who put out Watch Dogs. Yep. And that that game is famous for that as well. Like when it came when the teaser trailer happened like in 2012 or something like way back when, like it looked amazing. There was awesome rain effects going on. It just looked us, you know, astounding. And people looked at it and were like, Oh my God, this is next. It must, this is even before next gen systems were announced. The, the Xbox one and PlayStation four. And people were like, this must be next gen. Cause look how awesome it is. And then when it finally came out, like it didn't look anywhere near that. It was, you know, it still looked okay. But it's one of those games that should have been next gen only, probably. Yeah. I don't I know feel... who played it on the 360. What are you doing? You're you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. It's like I understand where they still want to get all their people that haven't upgraded, and I can't fault them for that. But it's like, oh, it makes games worse. It really does. It does. I wrote an article about that at one time. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, the division. Um. Like, what are your thoughts? When I saw, like, I saw that first trailer that we were just talking about, where it looked amazing, and I was pumped for it. There was a a, a little bit where a guy was taking cover behind a car, and he started kind of edging along it, but the door was open just a little bit, so he just put his hand out and sort of just clicked it in, and then kept moving. And I thought that was such an awesome detail. Um, but yeah, th- and I was way into into it, excited for it, whatever. I can even remember tweeting to Ubisoft and being like, oh man, this game looks so good. And then they favorited it and retweeted it or something. Uh, but the more I see of it, the more it looks like a game that's just not for me. Not it's a pre- bad game, just not for yeah. you specifically. Because there seems to be a lot more emphasis on 
multiplayer than what I originally thought. Like I get like teaming up with friends and everything like that's fine. But I thought like if I wanted to, I could just go out there and, you know, play the game. Um, but yeah, it seems like the more and more I see of it, the more and more I see of it's sort of like, um, I don't know if it's open world or just like different sectors and different like maps that you go to. Like, I don't know. See, that's another thing. Like I thought it was going to be this big open world experience. Like go wherever you want do what missions, wherever they are. But now people are saying that they don't think it's open world anymore. And it's just these separate maps that you go to. It seems to me a little bit close to destiny where it's like, you can play by yourself but it'll be a lot easier to play with other people. But you will run into other people that you can kind of team up with, but then you got to watch your back on you know, the right. whole time. So it's... Oh, that about killing your party and taking their loot, I think that was only for those dark areas or dark sectors or whatever they... I think there's special maps that you go to. Gotcha. Where you can only do that, I think. I don't know. So anyway, um, I'm still looking this, looking forward to seeing how it turns out, but... Uh, I just don't have a lot of people to play video games with. Like you were talking about how it's hard for us to find time to punch out an hour and a half to do a podcast, let alone like two, three, four hours to do play video games together. So I don't know. We'll see. We will see. But that that's my number five. It just it looked cool enough for me to get really excited about it. Um, and the the fact that I'm like so nervous about being killed by my teammates is part of what like makes me excited about it in a weird way. Right, because there aren't too many games where I feel so conflicted about it, and yeah, I, feel, like, I feel like that kind of a reaction is something I don't get from video games very often, or art, and, like in art, like movies or books lately. It's like I don't feel morally conflicted, like you know. Anyway, so right now, do you think you'll ever be the type of person to kill a team member just to get their loot? I think I could. I, I don't think I would do it often. But I can see doing it. Like maybe if you see that their like life bar is pretty low, and you're like, oh, it would be so easy. It's yep. just like one headshot, and like all their crap is mine. Yep, I I can see doing it. You're an asshole, and nobody likes you. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't do it. Like I said, I wouldn't do it very often. Nine. Actually, I feel like if if they only had a little bit of life left, I'd probably let them live. I'd feel more proud of myself for like saving them, kind of a thing. And okay. like carrying them along. But if we had like equal life and like they weren't expecting it and I could, you know, knock them down quick and still do it, I, I still felt like I had an advantage. That would be more likely. But that's something we I don't, don't have th- to think about now. <laughs> I don't think I ever would because simply because anytime in those multiplayer sort of situations, I'm terrible. Like this is the reason I don't, I know it's not the same type of game, but call of duty, I cannot play multiplayer. Like I was talking with mortal Kombat, I can't do that. So if I started to fight this guy in the division, I'm pretty sure he would just end up killing me and I'd be screwed. Well, I mean, you also, I mean, when you and I would play together on uh, borderlands two, I would never go up against you because you always killed me. Yeah, but that's because I was, like, usually leveled up more yeah. than you. I but I'm know. assuming it's a similar kind of thing. It's like, you know, you ah, play guess. enough of it, you're going to get better. Right. Okay, let's, uh, I think we talked about The Division enough. Fine, then. What's your number five? My number five isn't even really a video game. 
This is where you go, what? What? There you go. Um, it's just Microsoft at E3 during their press conference, sort of at the beginning of it, I think, announced that starting this holiday season and now actually for preview members, um, they're implementing backwards compatibility towards the 360 um, library of video games. Off of your request list. And while we weren't sure it was possible, today I'm pleased to announce Xbox One backward compatibility. Um, I was just really excited about that as a person who has an Xbox One and then two 360s. I'd love to be able to just unhook my 360 from the big TV and not have to worry about it and just play all my uh, Xbox 360 games on my Xbox One. And also, like even beyond that, I think this is, it was just a great move for Microsoft to, to because they've been sort of getting trounced by Sony. Um, they've been sort of um, shortening the gap between the two companies, but they're still sort of worse for wear. And I thought it was just a smart move. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's kind of funny because I, I remember when they were announcing both consoles and Sony was like, every, all the Sony fanboys were like, this is it. The Xbox is going down. Like, Sony gets our, our customers better. Like, they get the console gamer market better. And first of all, the console gamer market irritates me because that whole thing is like, it's it's past it's it's usefulness um i can see why pc gamers are so down on console gamers despite the fact that i am a console fanboy myself but like the whole loaning games to friends thing and um buying games from you know gamestop i could give a shit if you can buy a game from gamestop if we never have another game from gamestop again i would be super happy with that um because you sell a game back to them, you get maybe $4. It's not worth it. Then they make $45 off of it, and you're basically a chump. Right. Like, the internet exists. Go to eBay and sell it. Sell it for a little bit of a price. Exactly. I think buying, like, a brand new game and then taking it back that same week, I think you'll maybe get $25 for it. So it's $60, and then they'll give you 25 bucks. Yeah. So you're losing 35 and they're going to make 30 on it. Yeah. Cuz they'll sell it for $5 less than what the I think the going rate is they knock down knock off 10%. 10% for used exactly. Games. Yeah. So Anyway. And um the way it's going to work is a little weird um cuz it's not every game unfortunately is going to be backwards compatible, but they put it in the hands of uh, the developers and the publishers themselves. So it, they have to be the ones that go like, yes, make this game backwards compatible. And then Microsoft will make it happen, I guess. Um, so there's a big question about like, if certain publishers want to do sort of remasters, will the, you know, the 360 versions of them, will they push those forward? Um, so it's, I don't, I don't see why people would, why developers would be like, no, our game's not going to be <laughs> backwards compatible. Like, no, it seems like kind of a dick move, but it's it's up to them. So hopefully, m most of the library 
Um, it's kind of a pipe dream for every game to become backwards compatible, but hopefully most of it will will get taken care of. Yeah, it's uh, it's just going to be more uh, use for my Xbox 360 collection because I sold most of it in a garage sale recently, thinking I got an Xbox One now. I'm gonna get rid of my Xbox. Right, I'm gonna get rid of my 360 and get rid of all my games eventually. So you know what? Let's make some money off of this. And so I sold most of my games, and then like a week later, they announced it was gonna be backwards compatible, which is fine because most of the games I got rid of, I'm not gonna play again. I did save a few. I saved like Portal 2 and Ghostbusters, and you know a couple others. But Ghostbusters was such a good game. It's such a good game, and. Off topic, the new movie, as more and more stuff comes out, I'm getting more and more hopeful for it, um, but the, if the movie's a success, that's just going to equal more chance that there's another game. Right. And if there's another hopefully, game, I will be happy. Hopefully not a game based off the movie, because those are typically just terrible. Right, right. Not one where you follow the story of the movie. Yeah, but hopefully, like, um, public excitement for that franchise sort of keeps building and then publishers finally go, you know, it'd be a good idea to capitalize on this and uh, make a big triple A game based off of it. Yeah. Off the license, not the movie. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. So I think that's all I, I need to say about backwards compatibility. It's good. And we should be happy about it. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to my number four then. And my number four is a game that looks really awesome, and I'm hoping that it can deliver on uh, the promise that the uh, the presentation gave it. And it's a game called For Honor. I like the idea of just medieval battles, and the one thing I don't like about the game is it's kind of a uh, a take on like the old uh, Dynasty Warriors thing, where it's like you're a superhero fighting a bunch of little <laughs> like people, yeah. and you can tear through them until you get to a boss, basically, which is like another player or pro- in the story mode, just another overpowered guy. Right, and um clarify i think there's three different classes to choose from and that's uh knight samurai and what was the third guy viking and a viking right so so while i was watching the trailer i don't know if this is true but it seemed like you could change like mid-fight like which one you were to sort of use different skills but i i that's that sounds wrong I don't know. I don't know. I guess I I feel like it might be like one of the things kind of like uh Battlefront. You remember the old uh, Star Wars games where like right. if you if you died you could come back as a different sort of class on your side. So maybe it's, maybe it's something like that. Yeah. So what about this game got got you really excited? Well, it's just the medieval kind of setting of be and being a viking is pretty awesome too. Um and then it's it seems like um it's it's more of a realistic type fight when you're actually fighting a boss when you're fighting the other little people where you just kill them all with one hit um that's kind of not what appeals to me but you know when you go up against another big dude 
and it's a, fu- a battle you feel. It feels like it's going to be closer to a sword fight than what you would normally play. Does that make any sense? I think so. Like, aren't you blocking and sort of evading uh, attacks more? Yeah. In the one-on-one fight? Exactly. And um, the only thing that would be better is, like, if you cut somebody's arm, like, I think that they lose the ability to fight with that arm or the one leg or whatever and that thing. I could be wrong on that, but... I didn't see anything about it. Like, truth be told, like, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it because when they debuted it at the Ubisoft press conference, I I wasn't too impressed, I guess. Again, it was because it was uh, a game you primarily played with and against other people. So that, yeah, that, like we stated many times and will continue to do, I, uh, it's just not for me. Yeah. Yes. But if you if you have it and you say that it's fun and I should try it out, like I definitely uh, will do so. But until then, yeah, you can't you can't put your uh, money on that game until you get at least vetted through someone else. I understand, and I I don't know maybe it's just the setting that really appeals to me. But yeah, I'm looking forward to at least trying it. Maybe I, maybe it won't be a buy. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll say you know what this game is crap, and I wish I never would have put it on my list. And then it'll be one of our top five list items that were totally wrong. But, yeah, right now I'm looking forward to it. So look for that episode, top five things that we were wrong about at E3 2015. (laughs) Yes, where we each have five things that we admit we were wrong about on this list. (laughs) All right, so what's your number four? My number four is a, a game that, I don't. It was de- it debuted at E3 2015 um, during Sony's press conference, and I totally didn't see it coming because obviously, like it was a new IP. Who sees new IPs coming? Like I totally knew they were going to make that game. Everybody like, does. I I knew this was coming. Oh, you did. Okay. No, I did. I did. Well, I guess I'm the idiot. <laughs> I think uh, we've established but, that, but yeah, it's ongoing. I guess. <laughs> Um, so my number four is Horizon Zero Dawn. We know we weren't the first ones here. Our stories speak of the ones that came before. While I admit the name is freaking stupid, it was still really impressive and like, I think it might be the game of the show overall, but I think because you didn't get to see a whole lot of it, and going back to what we said about The Division, where, like, the first trailer, like, looked way better than what the game turned out to be, um, I'm kind of tentatively going to watch it until it comes out, um, but it just looked amazing. And if you don't know what it is, I suggest hopping on YouTube and finding that trailer because it's like it's been described as post post apocalyptic like there was the apocalypse then there was like people trying to recover from the apocalypse and this is now society pushing forward after it's kind of rebuilt yeah um and it's all about these like this woman who looks to be sort of like part of a tribe sort of a prehistoric tribe Mm -hmm. um looks like cave people yeah, there you go. Looks like cave people. And she's fighting robot dinosaurs. 
It's awesome. Like it's, it sounds crazy, but it looked so cool. And it's like a ca- cross between cave people and uh, Native Americans, basically. Yeah, there you go. That's what I would say. And it is. That, and that is a very good and accurate description. Um, but people are sort of hypothesizing where all these robot dinosaurs coming from. Like some of them are like are, are wondering like is somebody building them? And if it turns out to be that's the case, like somebody is actually building robot dinosaurs somewhere, I will be super disappointed. Like I want like you want sentient dinosaurs that like give birth to yes, other little tiny like robot dinosaurs. S- s- somehow reproduce. Yes, that is what I want. Cuz that is uh, it like th- this whole thing reminds me of a Futurama episode sort of in one of the later seasons on Comedy Central where um the professor like releases nanobots into like a lake one night and then goes to bed and then when he wakes up like there's robot dinosaurs, and then when he goes to bed again, wakes up, then there's robot cave people. But I want that sort of level up, not that quickly, mind you, but sort of like the robots are evolving on their own. Yeah. I get what you're saying. The, yeah. Yeah, this game looks super awesome. Like, so good this might sell me a PS4. That's how good this game looks. And I'm, I've been an Xbox fanboy. You know, recently I've discovered that I'm just a fanboy. Like, and it's really yeah. difficult for me to say it, but it's like, I don't consider myself the type that would shit on somebody else for, like, what they play. But I realize that I, I get really, like, hurt if people are be- are shitty about the things that I play. I don't know if that I'm in the same the same boat of view as, as you. Like, listening to the Giant Bombcast, like, they're primarily PC players, and they like, tout how great the PC is all the time and how all console versions are subpar compared. And and I see where they're coming from. They're they're not lying. Like, the PC is more powerful and can run, like, better graphics. And, you know, so I can see that. And I agree with that. But I still feel like, oh, man, why do you got to why you gotta be mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's so much as, a like, being a fanboy, though. I think it's more of, like, having pride in the thing that we like. Like, we don't... That's exactly what a fanboy is, dude. No, when, when you, no. When it hurts your feelings that other people don't like it, that's... Fa- you're a fanboy. I don't... No, I don't think Listen, we're gonna that, have to have an intervention for you. No, <laughs> fanaticism to me is when you put other people down to build yourself back up. I'm saying I don't like it when people put me down. Yeah, or the enough. stuff I like. Like I'm not. I don't want to tear down PC people, and I don't want to tear down. Uh, even though I have a PlayStation Four, um, I primarily play games on my Xbox, and like I don't tear down the PlayStation Four or the Nintendo. But um, yeah, it's okay. But like, to, it's okay to tear down Nintendo. They're they're they don't they don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah, I mean they but, did so well with the Wii that how could they not see what the fall that they were going to take with the Wii U? Well, especially because oh, this is a conversation for another day. True. I was going to say like people don't know like the Wii U. Like people didn't know what that was. Like was that sort of an add-on? To the Wii. I think we've talked about this on the yeah, show. I'm think, still not it, sure what it is. Yeah. I still don't it's, know. It's its own console that did not sell well. That's what it is. All right. So um, I might be a fanboy. That's what we learned. Yes. Because yeah, I kind of like, I I kinda, I kinda also secretly smirk when something bad happens to other consoles. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take that. That's Take what that, assholes. <laughs> Sweet schadenfreude. Like, um, think the PC release of... Um, Batman Arkham Batman, Knight yeah. 
was terrible. Like it didn't work. And I was like sitting back, you know, please find on my Xbox. Douche. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't get 60 frames per second. That's what I don't like about um, PC fanboys is they tout specs like anybody gives a shit. It's like, oh, you get 60 frames per second. Oh, I bet Batman is so much better at 60 frames per second. And some people say, yeah, it is. And I'll say, like, I just make off the, the jerk off motion at him. Like, like, I would, like, I'm not the type of person that can tell the difference, quite frankly. Like, I would like to see both of them running side by side so I can actually, like, there, there's people that, like, watching, like, Jeff Gertzman, again, from uh, Bombcast, he can, like, watch something and be, I guess, Giant Bomb. He's not from Bombcast. That's a show. But uh, from Giant Bomb, he can watch something and be like, oh, this is running at 60 frames a second. I'm like, how are you counting? Like, how do you know? <laughs> no, it's just the way stuff moves. It's um, yeah, it's more fluid. Like, I get yeah. that. But, but it, I, uh, I think it looks goofy, too, just because I've been raised on movies, which is 24 frames per second. Like, watching TV at, at higher frame rates and playing video games at higher frame rates, it looks goofy. It would be more, it's more, um, like, accurate, like, especially if you're playing competitively. I can see where 60 frames per second would be a huge advantage, mm-hmm. but it looks goofy to me. Like, I don't know. I guess I need a faster TV, too. I, I have bought a TV. And is, is that why movies. you get sort of, like, the soap opera effect exactly. watching movies and stuff? That's exactly yeah. it. So it just looks weird. Yeah, it's just it's not it's just slightly off. Just something. So yeah, you can tell the difference. Yeah. And yeah. and part of it is is the difference between film and video too. So I that's a whole other thing I've got to get into with uh you know, I've got a I studied film. So these kind of things are really nerdy. But anyway, back to uh Horizon. This game might make me get a PS4. And that I consider a huge um, compliment to the game because I had no interest. Even though I know that there are games out there that are PS4 exclusives that I would love to play, this is the one that might sell me a different console. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out. Yep. Okay. All right, should we move on? Are we done with that one? That was a really good discussion, I think. We went so many places, and it it seemed really informative and fun. It seemed that way, but actually everybody's bored out of their minds. Oh, that could be true. It was entertaining for us. That's what's really important. That is what's important. That's why we do this. All right, so moving on to my number three. My number three is Mirror's Edge. Um, the one thing I really don't like about it, which I'm going to get out of the way first, is that it's a prequel. I'm not a fan of prequels, um, especially in video games, because how do you give somebody like new abilities? Like, How do you build on the gameplay in a prequel? Because like, you, you would assume that you would start with everything that you had in the last game, like all the abilities and stuff, but... But how do they have all their abilities when they're they were younger? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. So so take like qu- quick break. Um, a quick aside. What did you think of the Arkham Origins prequel? Um, I liked it. It was fun to play. Um, it was a good story for it too. But it was the same thing. It's like, well, 
why does he have all this stuff that like he just built in like the last game? Like the glue gun, I think it was. I think they in Arkham City or Arkham uh, Asylum, they mentioned like, hey, this is like a new glue gun that you can use. Well, no, I think in Arkham City he got the ice grenades. Right. From, oh, that's right. From Doctor Freeze. But then why didn't he have the glue gun in other games? Why couldn't he because use it, those? Because it was dumb. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You can't throw glue into a lake and make up a, 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 a thing to stand on. It, it's dumb. So, yeah. So like that. That's the thing. Is like, well, why doesn't? Why does he have all these abilities? Like. You'd think that in the time that he was Batman between Arkham Origins and Arkham Asylum or City, he would have invented some new things, but it's like he had all the stuff back then, so like, why did we have to like earn it in the next games? But anyway, that's what I don't like about prequels and video games. Um, but Mirror's Edge was one of the most like innovative, fun games ever, and it was really pretty, too. And this game looks even better, and it's probably going to have a little bit cleaner mechanics so that you don't fall off buildings quite as often and yeah i'm just a super fan of the story and the game so i'm excited to play this next one i'm so actually gonna you, buy this next one did you play the original i played your copy of the original oh did i borrow it to you or did you were you just over some one day i, I borrowed it from you okay for, i think i borrowed it a couple times i don't think i ever actually finished the game but i did oh. borrow it from you for a good length of time I think I, I owned it from, I think I want to say pretty close to release, and I think I took three or f- three years to actually put it in and f- finish it. Um, did you play through uh, nonviolent or did well not nonviolent because you still beat people up, but right. um, non-lethal I guess is the word. Did you use guns? I think I started the game a few different times and did it differently, but I never actually finished the game, so yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you that. I did finish the game, and towards the end, I could just be bad at it because that <laughs> is a, it's a very strong possibility. But playing through without guns sort of gets – there's a lot of trial and error near the end because a lot of people have guns, and a lot of people want you dead. Yeah. But I did it, gosh darn it. Gosh can't, darn it. can't remember what happens. I just remember going down like a like staircase or something or a ramp, sort of a tower mm-hmm. thing at the end. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, it's, I, I just always liked that game. I liked the first-person free-running aspect. I'm excited to get back into that. Um, I heard there was a new game that is pretty much a similar idea, first-person free-running. I can't think mm-hmm. of what it is. but yeah, I, I don't think I heard of it yet. Or, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if it's out or if it's just been announced. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a fun game. I'm still surprised that it's getting made. Because I don't think it, the original sold very well. And then I think it was last year. Was it last year or the year before that they had the tra- like the teaser debut trailer? I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, so th- then, uh, like, even then, even after watching that, I'm like, I'm, I still bet this game doesn't get made. I bet it gets, at some point, people look at it and be like, why are we making this? <laughs> it's not going to make us any money. So then they cancel it. But... Looks like it's still pushing forward, and we'll probably see it someday. Um, I'll I'll give it a try. I don't know if I will buy it like I did the first one because I didn't I didn't love it. Like it did some some things really cool, like a lot of the free running stuff. But 
uh, yeah, those scenarios where it felt like they wanted you to kind of use guns or like, or at least it would feel easier if you did, like those were sort of annoying. Cause, and a lot of the sort of, like they tried to incorporate combat into free running. Like you run off a wall and then you like turn and like jump on a guy and knock him down. Like that stuff was very clumsy. Like I yeah. could never, I could never really seem to do it right. Like I would always like, all right, so run off the wall, jump, and then I'll land right next to the guy, and then he hits me with the butt of his gun and then shoots me. Mm-hmm. And that ha- that happened a lot. So yeah, I, it's one of those things that I hope they can improve on. But yeah, other than that, I think it's going to be a fun game. Should we move on to your number three? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it then. My number three is a game that only got a. A teaser trailer. Um, no gameplay. If they showed gameplay, this might have even made it to two, maybe maybe even number one. But we don't know. We'll have to wait until E3 2016. But Mass Effect Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> I said that really weird. <clears throat> Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, that I, better? yeah, that was better. Okay, I like I, I like this pick. Tell me why you like this this game. Uh, I love Mass Effect. That's all. That's all you need to know. That's, that's all, all it you is. really. <clears throat> all, like I said, they didn't show a lot of ga- um, game. Well, they didn't show any gameplay, and the only thing they really showed was a guy like looking at different security camera feeds. And then turning around, and then they show like the N7 on his armor. Like that's all they that's all they showed. So it's really hard to tell what they're doing to that game to like make it look next gen. If they're adding anything, like it's not going to be about Shepard. I don't, I don't. I think it's a prequel. I don't. I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of news on it either. Um, but from what I think it's supposed to be, like humans are trying to colonize other wor- worlds, and he was looking for. Um, sort of suitable planets i would i I think is what they were sort of trying to get across so i think it might be a prequel um but they they, i could see it taking place after the original trilogy um but i yeah i you don't i don't know what it's going to be but i'm super excited to hear more and even though it was just like a 30-second teaser trailer, it was so much better than what they did the year before, which was a stupid sort of documentary, just interviewing a bunch of people like, yeah, we're making another Mass Effect. Like, we're gonna, we're doing new things. And they just used a bunch of buzzwords, and it was a waste of everybody's time. And um, I'm not... I, I know people who are so, so done with Bioware and Mass Effect after what they did, or what, quote-unquote, they did to Mass Effect and Mass Effect 3. I loved Mass Effect 3, um, but screw those guys. They don't need to play Mass Effect. <laughs> like, uh, just more, more Mass Effect for me, I guess. I don't, I don't think it is more for you, but <laughs> I don't think you get to like, pick up extra Mass Effect that they don't play. I could buy more than one copy. <laughs> you don't know. I'm pretty sure if, they don't, if not a lot of people buy it, you don't get a ton more. I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> like, they're going to stop making them. But. Uh, I guess. I'm excited about it, too. I love the Mass Effect series. Um, I hope it's not a prequel. I feel like there's plenty of places they could go after this. Um, but, you know, whatever. If, if it's a prequel, I'll still play it. 
what if it, it's a prequel of uh, humans like they're starting to go out into um, the universe and space travel and whatnot, and sort of revolves around the uh, war with the Turians? Sure. I can see that, but then I guess it doesn't make sense to me with why the guy would have N7 armor. All right. I don't know a lot about the lore of what. Yeah. I don't either. Seven, yeah. So, but it's like it seems like it would take place after some something's been established. So it's not like them colonizing. I don't think. Now, now that yeah, now that I think about it, I think like uh, the director or somebody working in Bioware said to hold on to your saves. Ooh, ooh, I like that idea. But, but I don't know if that was sort of a red herring thing to say, or something that was so far in pre-production that no longer applies to what they're making now. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of info about the new Andromeda, so and plus it's on to... a new system. So how are they going to know if I'm saved on my 360? Well, you could upload it into the cloud with the um, backwards compatibility. Now they do have the Xbox One does have access to your 360 saves, so maybe hmm. they could do something like that. Maybe, maybe, but you would have to then go into your 360 and upload your saves to the cloud. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, yeah, well, I'm excited about this game, too, despite the fact that we know almost nothing about it. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. looking forward to pulling off sick headshots with my N7 sniper rifle. I um, was a big fan of the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3. Me, too. I don't know what it was about it. I just feel like the the shooting in that game was probably the best mechanically for me. Like, I know that some people have different styles of, like, how they play the games, but, like, I feel like how the guns worked and how everything worked on that game was just perfect for me as a gamer. And you know what my favorite part of it was? What's that? It was co-op. Yep. Like, nothing about it was competitive. I mean, it was a little competitive. You wanted well, to get a better score. That's true. But, you know, I'm, I mean, like, you're not, you're not fighting shooting against. other players. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. You shouldn't be shooting other players. Yeah, you're you're a dick if you did. <laughs> yeah, like and it's a waste of time too because you can't hurt them. So you're just like taking pot shots for yeah, no reason. You, I mean, you could throw grenades at them, but don't do that either. Yeah, just have just fun, man. Just, just don't be a dick. Yeah, that's all we want. All right, so should we move on to my number two then? Yes. All right, my number two might be a surprise for some people that it's not a number one. But it's number two, it's Star Wars Battlefront. You made it, thank the force. We've located your crash site, but it looks like the Empire will reach you first. Prepare to defend yourselves until we can get there. Boom. <laughs> drop the mic. Drop the don't mic. Walk don't off. Don't do it, that's expensive. <laughs> I'm going to not drop the no. mic. No, and come we, back. I still got tell a number us, one to do. So <laughs> tell, us, tell us why you like it so much. Come back. Um, yeah, I mean, you and I played the first Battlefront a lot, and we both loved the game. Yeah, Battlefront. I think one and two. Yeah, we played. Them we both. played both. Yeah. yeah. And um, just getting back onto Hoth. If you look at when you look on Hoth on that trailer that they've showed, like. There was, like, you could see the details and, like, the tubes on the wall that were frozen over. It was just, like, super, super detailed. Um, I'm looking forward to fighting some AT-ATs. I'm looking forward to uh, becoming uh, the 
Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and all the heroes they've got in the game. Um, yeah, everything about it is going to be super fun. I'm if if it plays the same way as it did on the original Xbox, it's going to be a fun game. Well, I think. Uh, or was well, it on the PS One? No, it was the original Xbox. Okay, yeah, I think pretty sure. Um, well. Everything they've shown, I think, has all been from first-person perspective, which is different from uh, those original games. But I think you can switch to third-person if you want. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right on that. I think you get to choose. Uh, there's been a couple things that I've heard, a couple concerns that I have for it. Like one, uh, people have been saying like you can't, like, just go pick up. Um, vehicles if you want like you can't just jump in them you have to find these like random tokens around the world Hmm. and then those tokens like give you random things like one could give you like a a rocket launcher or a sniper rifle or put you in a vehicle that sounds terrible yeah that doesn't sound good at all yeah and it's like it's not like you there's a specific one for a rocket launcher or um a vehicle or a sniper rifle. It's all the same thing. It's all like a mystery box and Mario Kart. Right. So that sounds like a, it's a bad move. Um, also, what another concern that many people have that I, I have as well is that, you know, the original games had sort of like its own little single player mode, which which honestly was just more like the multiplayer maps with bots. Yeah. Uh, but th- this game, this new one, is it going to have that? I'm just worried that it's going to be really stripped down and there's not a whole lot of stuff for you to do in the game besides just your standard, like, like just a couple different modes. And I, I feel like it might just be sort of like a skeleton of what you would consider a, a good $60 price tag for a video game. Sure. I could, I definitely have all those concerns, too. But at the same time, I'm going to be on Hoth fighting fucking Darth Vader. And it's yes, going to be awesome. I, I had all those concerns. And then I saw <laughs> a little video of a stormtrooper getting shot and then um, going to the ground. And it looks so cool. Like just the amount of animation and how lifelike it looked like when he went down was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited. I'm excited. I like mu- multiplayer games, especially co-op games, because as I've said before, Fun is more fun with your friends. Which I think should be uh, carved into a mountain somewhere. That is a good saying. Thanks. I'll, I'll try to get to a mountain someday to carve that. Like, I'm thinking, like, just get rid of Mount Rushmore. Okay. Nobody needs it. Like, who knows what those guys, who those guys are anymore? Yeah, put my face up there. Yeah, your face, and then underneath it, fun is more fun with friends. Damn right. I think that's go. a good I think that's a good saying. I think everybody needs to tweet it. I think it needs to be trending. I think Hash, uh, hashtag fun is more fun with friends. Damn right. That should that should actually be a good that, that would be a good Twitter hashtag. I'm gonna start tweeting it right now. Well not right okay, now. Okay, do it. Not right now. Like after we're all done, right, I'll tweet after something. Show. After the show. Yes. And then all of our Twitter followers who listen to this show are gonna be like, oh, I remember when he tweeted that. Or they won't. They'll be like, oh, I never saw that tweet. But it'll be there. But yeah, I'm excited for this game. And if you're not excited for this game, then uh, don't buy it. But but you should because it'll be fun. Maybe you rent it first. Yeah, rent it first. Yeah. You can, st- you can still rent games. 
It's still possible. You know, they really need to do something on the Xbox One and Sony uh, PlayStation where you can just go look at a game and and it'll be like, buy it for $60, rent it for 5 Yep, and you could have access to it for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever. Yeah, even if I would pay $5 to try out a game for a day. Like, those prices might seem a little high, like considering you can go to like a grocery store and rent a game for seven days for like two bucks. But if I wanted to try out like a new release I wasn't sure about, I'd like, sure, $5. But knowing Microsoft and Sony, it'd be like $10 for 24 hours. And that is ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't think there's any place that you can rent a game for seven days for $2 anymore. Uh, you got like two, three grocery stores right around me that still do that. Really? That's impressive. Like, Why would like you ever not, buy games now? <laughs> it's not new releases, mind you. you right, can just, right. Yeah. But like if it's been out for a couple months, you can just pay a couple bucks and get it for seven days. Nice. Boom. I dropped the mic. <laughs> no, come back. We need to talk <laughs> From, about your number two. Okay. Uh, my number two is Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Come on, little brother. We got a treasure to find. Hang on, Nathan! This is for the players. Another Sony exclusive. So good on them for making games that I want to play. I I don't even care about this game. <laughs> Come on, man. I haven't played Unchart- any of the Uncharted, so it's not like I I'm know. a fan coming back. But like this game doesn't look like anything to like draw me in. This is not going to sell me a console. I think the only... Like, I, I, I have played the original three. Like, the first one I had fun playing. The second one was pretty fantastic. The third one I didn't enjoy my time with, mostly because I had it on a hard difficulty setting without realizing it. Ooh. Like, I was I was playing through it, and I was just there was just sections that I was getting owned, and I was getting furious, and I was, like, throwing controllers, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why is it so difficult? And then I finally beat the game, and I unlocked the trophy for, like, hey, you played it on hard. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Yeah. Like, why? It's, like, it's not so bad to, like, lose when it's on hard, but if you didn't know it's on hard, that would be frustrating. Like, I'm assuming yeah. I'm on normal, and I'm like, I am just terrible at this. So maybe like if I went through it on uh, normal, I would have had a better time with it. But or if num- you knew uh, you were on hard, if you knew that yeah. you had been on hard, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. It, it wouldn't be because I'd be like, all right, all right. So what do I need to do here? I need to go yeah. over here, and otherwise. But because t- I thought I was on medium, I thought I was just like, why is this game so hard? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Who are you paying to design this game? And it just sucks. Your game sucks. <laughs> I didn't know I was playing Ninja Gaiden. Uh, nice pull. Thanks. Um, so because that game was really hard. Yeah, it was. It was super. Like I played the, f- well, not the first one. Well, I have played the NES one, but when they rebooted it for the Xbox, I played that one, and then I bought the second one, and that one was too hard, and I said, <laughs> "Screw it." So that was my. Ninja Gaiden digression. Fun is more um, fun with your friends, but hard is more hard when you're by yourself. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> have you ever that. tried to play? <laughs> have, have you ever tried to play Gears of War on like insane by yourself? It's insane. <laughs> but if you, but if you had a friend with you, I bet it'd be easier. It'd be slightly more sane. 
Yeah. Um, so Uncharted Four. They, they they haven't shown. I don't I don't think you can really say they've shown a lot of it, especially with the story. But you know they have a they showed a good chunk of it um, at the Sony press conference, which was weird. What was weird for me is it was this weird driving section that will probably that'll probably be the only time in that game where you drive. So to sure. show that part off is a little weird because it's like, here's this one section that's going to be really fun that you're really only going to play this one part. But here, we're going to show you the whole thing. So that it's not as cool when you play through it yourself. Well, maybe it was supposed to be something different, but they couldn't get the demo to work. Uh, no, because like, cause what happened was um, they started the demo and then they were going to do a live demo on stage. But the guy playing it, like it didn't work. Like Nathan Drake just stood there. So what they did was they showed gameplay that they filmed before, which was the exact, it started in the exact same place with the exact same scene. So I think it was what they were planning on showing. Um, But the reason why I think they chose to show it was because they were showing off like the destructible, destructible, the destructible, (laughs) the destructible environment of, you know, it was Sully and Nathan in a Jeep, like driving downhill, like driving through buildings and just causing damage. Like it, it looks cool, but I, I, you know, it doesn't really do anything for me. But the reason I want to play it so much is because the game, the gameplay looks like um, cutscene quality graphics, which is amazing. Um, like people have been saying, like even the chest hairs on Nathan Drake sort of like move with the wind and whatnot. So it's a highly detailed game. So what you're saying is you want to see more chest hair in video games. I want to see more chest hair in video games. Yes. You're Um, saying that it's worth buying a PS4 to see more chest hair. (laughs) I think the whole reason these new systems exist is just to watch hair move in the wind. Like, it could be chest hair, yes. But leg hair, arm hair, like, that's, that's the new... Um, that's where people need to start putting their money in. Like, 360 was all about, like, rain graphics, right? Like, look at, look at this rain. Um, Xbox One, Sony, PlayStation 4, little hairs, little hairs. That's, that's where it's at, man. I think, I think they need more, ch- specifically chest hair. I think all the guys need to have chest hair that you can see. All the women the need chest yeah. hair. All the women, women need, need chest, chest hair, hair that you can see. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking at every game. I'm... How do I know? We have we finally have an objective way to decide what games yeah. are best. And How it's do simply I know if... count the chest hairs. <laughs> How do I know if this is a Xbox One game if there's no ha- chest hair, right? No, you, you can't. You, there's no way that's to why, know. That's why women need chest hair in video games. Yes, this, this is quite obvious. What, this is what so needs to happen. you can look at it. You can look at it and be like, next gen, drop the mic. And I think that will make developers more willing to put female leads in video games if they have chest hair. It'll make it more relatable for them. And so everybody gets chest hair. Hashtag everyone gets chest hair. Hashtag fun is more fun with friends. Hashtag, Hashtag fun is more fun with chest hair. Fun is, fun is more chest with hair, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's try and steer this back on track. It's going to be hard. Um, But really, the main reason why I'm so excited about 
Uncharted 4 is because I played all the other ones, and I know I know what I'm expecting. Um, and a lot of people kind of crap on that reasoning because they want like new experiences, and I want new experiences too. But it's the same reason why I played like all of the main entries into the Assassin's Creed franchise, why I play all of the Mass Effect games, why I will continue to play Batman games, even if a different developer takes over after Arkham Knight. Like these are games that I love to play and I, I have fun playing them every time. Like I just I don't know. I don't know if it's just something with me. I like I don't get sick of them. Like Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I didn't make my list because it's not so much a game I get really excited for anymore. It's just an inevitability that I will play it and I will have fun doing so. Um, and Uncharted 4 is sort of in, in that category of a game that I've played and it's a game that I know that I will like. And the fact that it looks freaking phenomenal graphically is just icing on the cake to that. Chest hair. Chest hair. <laughs> um, the one thing that I don't like about it is I hate when games, like in, throughout the whole driving thing, they seem to be relaying important information to each other. And I don't know if that's true or not, if, that, if the stuff they're talking about actually relates to the story or you need to know any of that. But it's like, if I'm playing the game and they're talking, I'm having trouble like listening to him while I'm driving through these environments. So I'm going to inevitably play the game instead of listen to him. So if there's any important information or even just like funny jokes, like I might miss out on a lot of that because they're doing it while you're playing. You're yeah, you're concentrating on and it's sort of like a white knuckle experience what they're doing right there. It's like you got to Exactly. Hit. Well, I kind of wonder how much is it Nathan who I, I wonder if you're controlling who's driving there because I think Sully is like you must be dri driving, right? Because I would assume. Yeah. So um yeah, and it's Maybe the camera is positioned in such a way where it's really hard to take a wrong turn and you're sort of just trying to keep it on the road and you don't need to figure out where you're going yourself. Um, it's possible. What, what I f found a little weird about that um, s section of ga gameplay is like they're being chased by like sort of like an APC or a, a Jeep or something with a big gun. Right. And like they think like they jump over like I think a bridge or something like this, this gap and they should be free of him. But then he just like bursts through a wall or something. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, how are you right there? Yeah. If you were behind us and we made this jump that your vehicle couldn't do like that seemed a little silly, but you know, uncharted games are sort of at its core silly anyway. Right. Yeah. I just, it's, it's the kind of the same issue that I had with uh horizon new dawn. That's what it's called, right? Horizon New Dawn? Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn is like, they just, they don't shut up. Like, when I'm playing, I need to concentrate on playing. I don't need you yapping in my ear the whole time. Like, the girl in Horizon New Dawn is like constantly like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. This is going on here. Oh, and like. Well, I, I got the impression like that was sort of kind of a tutorial little thing where she is actually telling you what to do sure. and how to do it. Yeah, and if that's a tutorial, that's fine, but it's like, I hope it's not like that throughout the whole game, because that is not enticing. I can't I can't imagine that it will be. Like, I, I'm still very excited to play it. Like I said, it might sell me a console. Oh, while, but... while we're on that, while we're on Zero Dawn, um, I heard, like, they showed what they showed during the press conference, but the people actually got to go and, like, I don't know if they played it, but they got a, a, another demo. It was the same section, but they played it a little 
differently where they were being more aggressive and less stealth like so that sounds like it'd be an, another little cool thing where you can play it how you want like i always go stealth wise when i play video games nowadays but just to have the option of going to taking more of an offensive is pretty cool as well yeah that's awesome i agree i i do like having the choice but like it seems like in a lot of games lately like being stealthy is just more hassle than it's worth especially like assassin's creed where you'd think like it would be make way more sense to be stealthy it's just way easier to go in and just kill everybody i thought unit well that's true um it can be well have you got to play a lot of unity yet i haven't started unity yet okay um combat is they change combat to make it harder Mm -hmm. so if you have like um like at the beginning of the game, if I was going up against like three guys, like I was having a lot of trouble. Like mm. you need to, um, like there's some skills to upgrade and stuff, but it's just you are a lot more vulnerable than you have been in past games and can't take, like you take damage really fast. So gotcha. you need to like up, upgrade your armor and all that. And there is a dedicated stealth button where you like crouch down and sort of do a Batman walk so you can like nice. sneak around a little more that way. It's still not the greatest stealth system but they are making leaps and bounds i think from where they have been before um hopefully they continue that with syndicate i haven't they haven't really shown any um well they haven't shown a lot of gameplay period but they haven't shown any stealth stuff for syndicate anyway either yeah from what i've seen it looks similar to all the rest rest of the games it doesn't look there's anything revolutionary it, it is assassin's creed exactly um, some people I don't want to talk about it too much, but some people have been saying that they have corrected a lot of the locomotion and the traversal sort of hiccups. Sure. Try and make that a little better. And he has sort of um, a Batman-style grapple hook, too. Yep, he does. So. But, yeah. Anyway, um, let's go to your number one. My number one? Um, this one was a surprise. This was a surprise to me. I guess I don't know if everybody was as surprised as I was, but... Uh, I was I hadn't heard anything about this game until it got announced, and uh, the game is South Park, the mm. the next the next South Park game. The king has risen, and in his reign, the kingdoms of human and elf are united. The relic which threatened to destroy all was cast out to sea, seemingly forgotten, but now a new foe has awakened. The relic reclaimed. And what was once a powerful union lies fractured throughout the lands. All right, who put the stick of truth in the toilet? That is not funny. This is a holy relic. Right, I think, yeah, I think everybody was, I don't think anybody knew about it. If if some journalists did, they were probably, they must have been on embargo and were like, you can't talk about this. Because fairly sure that um, when they ran that trailer, Nobody knew it was coming. Yeah, and the way that they did it was awesome, too, because it started off by, like, there was one item of power, and it was taken, and the elves fought to get it back. And, like, every, every, everybody thought it was a Lord of the Rings-type game. Everybody thought that. At least I did. And then yeah. they they pull out, and it's the freaking stick of truth in the toilet, and Cartman's all pissed off about it. And so it's like, they need to go back, and they start they start the whole game. And it looks like you're just playing the Stick of Truth again, Stick of Truth 2. And then they go up to Professor Chaos, 
And Professor Chaos mentions something about Coon and Friends. And Cartman's like, oh, god damn it, we're playing the wrong game. <laughs> so they go and they put on their superhero costumes and come back. And it's a superhero game. So, like, they did, they did a double switch. They switched on you twice. <laughs> yeah, so, a lot of people thought it was, like, maybe a, t- a trailer for, like, DLC coming to it. Like, they, did, they didn't even expect it to be a, a, it's a full-on new release until they did that superhero change. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited about that. Um, not only because the first one is freaking awesome and hilarious, but also because like it looks like you start off in the same way. Like you start off as, and maybe it's just like the opening montage that that happens. But it looks like you start off as your character from the first game, and then you have to switch over to your superhero. And I'm excited to make a South Park superhero. <laughs> Me too. Um, I I, I kind of hope that. You know, the, the first one was great, but I th- thought it was a little short. Like, people, there's people out there who love the fact that it was sort of on the shorter side. Um, but I would not mind if they sort of gave you more side missions and sort of fleshed out what they had from the first one a little more. Sure. Kind of give you kind of give you a more meatier experience with it. Sure. I, I get what you're saying, but I also, I, I like the shortness of it a little bit just because it's like, it's South Park. Like, yeah. You, you don't want to spend 40 hours playing South Park, I don't think. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but... Well, like, if what they give you is sort of tedious and boring and more of the same, like, yeah, that's not going to work out. But if they take their time and give you content there that is enjoyable, like, say, like, every side mission sort of make, lets you interact with different characters and in different sort of settings, I think that there is... A, a lot of room there for entertaining content. I agree. I would agree with that. Okay. We are yeah. in agreement then. <laughs> so we both love this game and we're excited to play it. Right. All right. Well, then I guess we can just move on to your number one. I think that was, it was weird that your number one was sort of like the shortest one we talked about. I know, right? It's, oh, whatever. I think part yeah. of it is just that it was, I was so surprised to see the South Park game. That that's what kind of bumped it up to number one over okay. Star Wars and stuff. But yeah, definitely looking forward to it as well. Um, but like you, there's not a whole lot that I can really I have to say about it. It's just going to be another South Park game, which I was actually well, I was super surprised because if you knew anything about what went on with the development of the first one, it seemed like not only would you not get DLC, but it, it definitely seemed like you would we would never see another one again. Because uh, not only did Trey Parker and Matt Stone come on and be like, this was a nightmare getting this done. We are, we do not want to do this again. Um, and I think THQ originally owned owned it and was going to put it out, but they went bankrupt. So then they had, somebody else had to buy it and it was sort of stuck in this weird development hell, got pushed back like two or three times. Even Even then we were surprised we got that one out. Yeah, got to play that one. Like a lot of people were worried that it was going to get canceled. And so thinking of the development hell, the first one went into. Like, I remember tweeting out like, man, I'm having so much fun with the South Park game. It's going to suck that we're never going to get another one. And boom, there it was. We got another one. Yeah, well, it's I like that when they announced it, they had Matt and Trey there. And they said basically, like, yeah, it was terrible getting this first one out. But by the end of it, like, we knew what we were doing finally. We knew what, how to make a good game. And so we're like, fuck it. Let's just do it again and make a good one. 
So like if they that that kind of makes me feel like if this one goes well and they have fun doing it, we might see more and more games come from them. And if the second one is as good, if not better than the first one, then that is only more and more good news exactly. for all of us, everybody, exactly. even people, even people who don't play the game benefit or play games it, at all. Yeah, it, it's a benefit for them because it puts me in a better mood. I won't want to punch them in the face. Exactly. And people like not getting punched in the face. In general, people are of a consensus that they do not like getting punched in the face. I have I have done studies, and most say yes. They agree. All right, so now let's move on to your number one. Now we're moving on to number one. Um, my number one honestly could have been the entire Bethesda press conference from the Sunday before um, E3. Because every game there, oh, most games, I didn't so much care for Elder Scroll Online uh, or that card game they showed, or there was another sort of cartoony, I think, um, competitive multiplayer game that I don't care for either. But Doom looked cool. I, I'm excited to try that out. Um, Dishonored, I want to get the sort of definitive remastered edition when it comes out sometime this year. I'm not going to buy it right away because it'll be $40. I'm not going to spend full price on it. But eventually I want to try try playing that again. Dishonored 2, they didn't show gameplay, but I love Dishonored 1, so that's probably going to be a must-buy for me. And of course, the next game, which is my number one, Fallout 4. Was there any changes? Was there any doubt? No, I don't, I don't think. think I was. think everybody knew that it was coming. Like yeah. we could not get through a get through a whole podcast about E3 and not talk about Fallout 4. Um, I I want to say that I have never played any of the Fallout games, despite um, the fact that I keep telling you to play them, and you're like, "No, nah, man." Well, it's like it's like by the time you play them, you're already done with them, and then you tell me to play. It's like, well, I'm not gonna go like back and like play this game. Now that you've already guess. finished it, it's like I feel like I just kind of missed out after. And then on the next game on Fallout New Vegas, you know, you should play this. I was like, well, I never played three, so why would I play this one? It's like I, not knowing exactly what it was all about. And now the more that I like read about what the games were about, like the more I wish I had played them. But it's like I still felt like it was like you know what? It's like it's too much backstory to get into. It's too like I missed these games. I was. I'm just not going to, I'm going to consider myself missed out on this whole thing, but seeing the trailer for fallout four makes me, I'm, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and, and, uh, three, or the Xbox one version of fallout four gives you X. Um, let me start that over. Yeah. Let's, let's try this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Xbox one version of fallout four gets you the xbox 360 version of Fallout three so i had to play so, that on my 360 well it, i'm assuming by the time they come out it, it will be backwards compatible and you can just gotcha. i'm guessing it's going to be a download code so you can just i'm i'm also guessing when backwards compatibility goes up for everybody and it's not just a preview program i'm guessing there's going to be a 360 store 
kind of in the, um, the main store. It'll be like Xbox One, Xbox 360, apps, music, that sure. sort of thing. Yeah, so sure. you can just, I'm guessing you'll just download it there and then you can just play it straight off your Xbox One. That would be awesome. So then you can finally play that, jerk. Yeah. Yeah, and I will. I will play that then. Yeah. Um, so Fallout 4 looks amazing. A lot of people are sort of crapping all over the that they don't think it looks next gen enough. But I think it looks I think it looks awesome. I don't know what people are complaining about. Um character models look great, especially compared to Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Um they, they sort of Bethesda sort of went leaps and bounds when it comes to that came to that stuff in Skyrim. Um, so they're probably working off of that engine, just sort of shining it a little bit for next gen. And I have no problem with that. Skyrim was awesome. Um, uh, the, they showed off uh, building mechanics, like you can make your own sort of fortresses and uh, communities, which I don't know how much I'll personally get involved in that because I'm not traditionally in games that even that's a part of. I kind of, I maybe uh, play with it a little bit, but I don't get super invested. Uh, maybe that'll change this time, especially if they give you, well, we'll see how fun and cool it, it's going to be, but it definitely looked cool. Like right. playing it, doing, seeing all the different things you can do. Like you can put a generator, take like power cords connected to a light or connected to like whatever you want. Like the, the mm -hmm. turrets, you can like design, they sort of made a, an eight bit sort of Mega Man version of the fallout boy character, which, um, looked cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, the building stuff has me intrigued. I'm definitely going to try it out, but we'll see if, if it clicks with me. I hope it does. Um, but then just the... All of the gameplay they showed, especially with the, um, like, the combat mechanics, just made me think of Fallout 3 and how much how much I loved it. And like, I, I just... I'm just so excited. I just can't. <laughs> um, I can't handle it. Have you tried the mobile game? I have I I I played with it a little bit. Um it's weird. Like I don't know. Cuz you're I, just I, building a vault, right? Yeah, that's all you do. It's, you just kind of move characters around and add buildings and or add rooms, sorry. Yeah. I wonder like, if go ahead. And you have to like any you sort of manage resources. Like you got to build um uh power like reactors. And then water filtration systems and then diners so people can eat. So those are the main things you're managing is power, food, and water for everyone in your in your vault. But then you also have to build like a, a med staff, uh, uh, like a, a med room to build stim packs. Yeah. So when you send people out into the wasteland to find supplies, like you can heal your people. And I don't know. It's really... I don't know if I like it or not, but it's interesting. I wonder if it's going to have any integration in the in the game. I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I wonder if, so. like, even if it's like, you know, you come from that vault that you built and you can, like, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't see how it would apply to like the main game. Like, they and they also have another. They're going to have an app for your phone. That sort of controls all your menu stuff, so. Interesting. They're already, you know, implementing one app. I don't see they'll, how, they'll see why they would funnel two. Yeah. Into the game. But I I, I'm really, true. I'm really excited to shoot some mole rats, though. 
But yeah, uh, similar with uh, um, like the new new or the oh my god, Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Yeah, like that's gonna get me on board with the PS4. This game, this trailer got me on board with the with Fallout. So I'm excited to get started on that. Oh, and all you Xbox One owners out there, um, you finally have a reason to love uh, your system. I don't want to say it like that because there's plenty of reasons to love your system. But it's my Xbox- system. I love it. <laughs> Xbox One, uh, you'll be able to use uh, mods for the first time, I think, in console history, I guess. Any mods that are made on the PC, you can, I don't know if there's going to be a store or how they'll be integrated, but you will be able to play them on your Xbox One version Awesome. of the game. So that is, like, I've always wanted to play mods, but not being a PC gamer, you know, that was never a possibility. So um, if there's ever, like, I'm, I'm sure that there'll be some PC mods that just won't be able to run on an Xbox, like things that boost uh, performance, they might not be able to, like, if you boost the resolution or um, <clears throat> textures to, to a point that Xbox one won't be Hardware, able to, yeah. to render like th- that'll be, a you know, you just won't be able to do that. But like, say like, I don't know like what sort of stuff, like I saw a do. mod on uh, for grand theft auto where you were a giant monkey walking around and you'd shoot cars like you would, you would point your gun, and cars came out of the barrel. So you would, <laughs> and the, the the cars were like full size, full weight cars that you were shooting around town. So you'd shoot a car at a cop, and a car would fly and hit him. And uh, then he decided he just wanted to take off and go somewhere else. So he jumped in the air and flew through the air as a monkey. It was it was a pretty awesome mod. Like that would yeah. be fun to play. <laughs> There is a mod for Skyrim that turned all the dragons into Macho Man. Nice. <laughs> he like had it. He had his face and he had arms with like tassels coming from him, and like you'd just fly around and go, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> and like it had a bunch of different things for him to say. But like if they could do stuff like that, um, it'd be it'll be interesting to see. Like I'm excited for both. I'm excited for like mods that just sort of enhance the game itself but then i also want like these new experiences that people create and if they go completely crazy with them and like sort of mod it to the point where like they're making new content to the game yep if those are supported on the xbox like that will be like there's just so much added value there like you can it's it's basically the only game you're ever going to need it's true (laughs) um i what i really like about what the xbox is doing is that they are bridging the gap between PC gamers and console gamers. And that's where I think it's going to end up, where the future of gaming is, is kind of between them. Because I'm not looking forward to, like, building my own machine. Um, But, like, after having played a little bit on my MacBook, like, seeing what all you can do with Steam and that kind of thing, it's, like, it's it's a really fun experience to play on your, your game. But it needs to be have you need to have full integration with your controller for every game for one thing, and you need to have. I, I feel like the just the the, the sit down aspect of the console is still above the PC one. 
Of course, you could you could set up a PC that you know you can turn on wirelessly with your controller, and you could do you could do everything that would make it basically a console on your TV. Yeah, but it takes way more work than it's worth, in my opinion. And I, f- I feel like the future of gaming lies in giving you the console experience with everything the PC allows. I think they're trying to kind of take steps towards that with Windows 10. Yeah, that um, makes sense. I know that there's a lot of games out there that, well, I don't want to say a lot, but there's, they're starting to play with the idea of Xbox One players can play online with people on the PC, which they've done before in the past with, I think, like, shadow run for the 360 you could do that but that game was horrible and i don't think anyone else did it the rest of that generation but i think they're going to do they'll probably start doing a lot more of that um and you're also going to be able to i think stream your xbox one games onto your pc now and you know if they could start doing that back and forth like you can buy a pc game on your you know computer and if you could stream that to your xbox Xbox, one and play it online like that would be cool. Yeah, and that's the thing is just it's it, there's so there's so, there's a lot of advantages to PC gaming, but I I feel like console gaming is just more fun right now, and it's because you're using your your Xbox One controller and because you know just the sit down menu system where you can turn it on with your controller and all that stuff. I feel like the consoles still are ahead in that, but if you can get it both together, then it would be amazing. You know, we say console is more fun, but I bet PC people would disagree. True. And I, there are but, a lot of people that really like playing with the uh, keyboard and mouse. Yeah. And, and there's really just a lot. It and, and it's okay to be wrong once in a while. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is if, if I start playing with a keyboard, I, I don't know. It takes me out of it. I'm not yeah, I've, nearly as good with it. It's it's takes way too long for me to get used to it. Yeah, I, I I've monkeyed with that bef- in the past as well with the what is it like the AF WASD WASD controls and then the I I always have to like my hand always like somehow moves off the buttons and then I have to like find them again and and I get if you do it long enough it'll be second nature like controllers are to us but maybe it's just too late for our brains to it's possible. And but yeah. like to to be able to use your control like your keyboard like you've got to be sitting up you've got to have a place for your mouse to go, it's like it's a you've got to be kind of more like plugged in, whereas sometimes I just want to lay back and play kill things for an hour and I want to lounge on my couch and you can't really do that as well with or a as keyboard comfortably. And mouse. Yeah. yeah with a keyboard and mouse. Anyway, that was our high five. Congratulations, Blake. We did it again. We we got through it. Technically, we, um, we did. Yeah. Now, uh, I look forward to seeing you in five more months when we can do this again. Uh, three months, probably. Three months. Okay. <laughs> or we could just do it next week sometime. We could try to do that. That's an idea. I might have a, a newborn, though, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying just because I have a baby, I won't be able to do it, but... But you probably won't be able to do it. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Maybe he's just sleeping. You know, maybe my parents are over and, okay, I'm not going to do a podcast with my parents are over. <laughs> or maybe Kayla's just hanging out with them and she's like, go do your podcast. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, I get that sometimes. The get away from me, go do something else. So, anyway. 
Um, yeah, anything else you wanted to say before we sign off? Um, I actually want to ask you, did you get a chance to try out Papers, please? I did try. I, ha- I have played it a little bit. Is it as stressful as I think it is? It ha- I haven't gotten it to be stressful yet, but I haven't okay. made enough money on it either. And I think I, I've got to, I have to actually play with a mouse because my uh, trackpad isn't quick enough. Oh, so yeah. I've got to get myself, I've got to plug in my mouse and try it again. But um, so far I've just, I haven't been doing it fast enough to make enough money to feed and heat my house. I think your family's effed no matter what. I think that's what they're going for here. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. So I'm not excited about having, and like my kid got sick. I had to buy medicine. So I'm like just way behind on everything now. And I'm having to decide whether or not to feed them or to keep the lights on. So I'm like switching off every day. Ugh, not, not easy. So are you, did you get to the point where you get like sort of a moral dilemmas? Um, I've had people like give me, um, like cuss me out if I don't let them in. Um, right. And I had one, or there was one time that a, uh, like not somebody that I talked to, but somebody else just like jumped the border and like blew up a thing so that they had to like restrict who could come in. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, think I, that's haven't, a- I haven't had anybody that like gave me a sob story that I was like, oh, maybe I should let them in. <laughs> I, I've heard that there is. I've seen a few people play it on on YouTube. Um, there's like a scenario where somebody will come up and be like, "All right, I just need to get into the country. Here's all my papers. Don't let the person behind me in. They're gonna kill me if you let them in. Please don't." And then the next person will come up and he'll have like all the correct papers and everything, so you don't have a reason to to say to you know to deny them access. So if you if you let them in, you get more money because that's how you make money. Mm-hmm. But you know if you do, theoretically, that person is dead. That's- yeah, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I've everything that I've seen about it, people are just like, yeah, it's super depressing. There's no way to be happy playing this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I'm just not a fast reader. Like I don't know. Like I don't know why. I just take my time reading, but. So, like, that whole thing of, like, re- reading through stuff and then clicking on and moving it over as fast as possible seems really stressful for me. So, I don't know if it's the game for me, but it's, what, like, five, six bucks now? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's eight bucks. Yeah, I can, like, $7.59 or something like that. I can probably swing that. And if it turns out not to be something uh, for me, then, you know, it's not a huge loss. Yeah. And it, it was cool for me just because it was the first game I ever bought on Steam. So, I don't know. It's just, it's more gaming. <laughs> I like games. I, the first PC game I bought was Gone Home, and I I haven't played it yet, and it's been a couple of years, I think. Like, it, I, like it was on, I think it was on sale for like $3. Yeah. I saw, or I saw that, you had told me that, and I checked it out, and it looked pretty good. So, yeah, I might try that one, too, because it is so cheap. It's only like five it, bucks, but. Yeah, it should be pretty sh- short. It's just about you exploring a, a a house. Yeah. You have to like to find out what happened to your parents or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So I'm excited to find that. I'm, I'm excited to play that one too, but it's just those kind of little point and click games are really cool and they're nice to that. They don't cost $60. It's nice to get right. games that are short and have like one goal and they're not crazy expensive. Agreed. All right. Well, should we say goodbye then? Yeah. All right. We're good. All right. Well, uh, I'm Blake. 
I'm 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 Blake. Okay, so you're you're Eric then. No, you have it switched again. You're Eric. Wait, I'm I'm, I'm Eric and I'm Blake. No, you're just <laughs> Eric. I'm, I'm Blake. Okay, I'm just Eric. And oh then, God, is Blake even here? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> okay, you're just Eric. No, and I'm you're... Eric. And I'm Eric. I got it. Okay. You're All Eric right. with... <laughs> I'm Eric, and that's just Eric. Wait, no, that's I not right. It, that's not right. I think it... I think it what, we, we can... We can. Let's just go. We can... All whatever. Right. All right. Well, four high fives. I'm Eric. I'm just Eric. And you've just been high five. All right, I'm recording now. Okay. Can you hear me just fine? Yeah, when you're not touching that thing. What? Exactly. How's this? Is this Thanks. better? That's not. That's not better. That's worse. No. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Touch it again. Yeah, I think that's worse. Okay. Wait. Try it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, this is. That's what everybody wants to hear. <laughs> Should I just do that the whole show? Probably. For now, I'm just butts with my microphone. I liked it. I liked it, Blake. You liked it. Good. All right. I am stopping recording now.